for another hot episode of God Live B2B Jam Session. And today, I am with a legend. I am with the wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> JK, JK. No, I am with the chief Googleization officer himself, Ira Wolf, who is a, just a legend in the future of workspace. And fundamentally, he recently actually just launched a new book, as I like to call it, called Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. And I'm really excited because, you know, this is a man that talks about VUCA level change in the ecosystem today and how organizations can adapt and thrive in the future of work. And he's been doing it for le- for years as a global thought leader. And for me, I'm so excited to really dive deep with him on some of the work that he's doing right now. Probably talk a little bit about his new book, as well as fundamentally ask ourselves, you know, what does he feel as if it's changing in the ecosystem right now? And what's next for the wolf <laughs> himself? So I'm so excited to bring on Eric. And if you are listening to this episode right now, and you don't know who Mr. Earwolf is, you're going to know who he is after this episode. So show us some love. Make sure you're sharing this with your network. Make sure you're downloading this right now. Share with the people who need to hear this. Shout out to my boy, Devin, Mr. Mason from Oakland. Shout out to Giannis, who is saying, a quick poem, if you drink more tea, you'll leave the podcast. Go. <laughs> love it, Giannis. Thank you so much for the love. Everyone, drink more tea, please. Drink more tea. And check out our new brand, Big Black Tea, at bigblacktea.com. With that said, let's show up, show love to Mr. Wolf himself. Ira, what's up, man? Hey, Tim. Hey, that was one of the coolest intros. Got a little <laughs> jazz going in the beginning. You know, got a little music, get you in the mood. And um, thanks for the, the a, a new tagline, too. The, the wolf of Wall Street, right? <laughs> you know, I, I I think that that was that was too easy. I was like, oh, that's just catchy. But no, I mean, you're you're a different type of wolf. You know, you've been in the, the future of workspace for years. And I, you know, I want to contextualize it. You know, like just just ask. You know, how are you doing? I mean, it's been crazy times. Twenty twenty was crazy for all of us, but it's twenty twenty one now, and, and so much has changed just in this space. Uh, and you know, you recently launched a new book in terms of recruiting yeah, in the age over there, right? <laughs> in the back. So, but I, I want to ask you, how are you doing, given everything that's been going on in the world? I'm, I'm doing really well. And I'll, and I'll just I, I respond to lots of names, um, you know, going Wolf of Wall Street and millennial and the baby boomer body and Googleization officer. Uh, but actually, uh, the, the best pronunciation is Ira. So, oh, <laughs> there, so that, small, small detail. No, no big deal. I've, re, I've responded to to almost everything. Uh, but I'm doing great. Um, I. You know, it's almost embarrassing uh, because of, you know, there's people mm-hmm. suffering, a um, lot of challenges uh, mm-hmm. with people's lives and everything else. But uh, 2021, 2020, uh, financially, economically, business wise, uh, was a good year. Uh, mm-hmm. I did well. And maybe partly of that is my bot, my business was remote before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm certainly learned how to be adaptable. Um, you know, I look at at change as, a, as an opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember who said it. It might've been Peter Drucker who looked at, you know, within every, within chaos, there's opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe my mindset was just in the right place. Um, but I don't want to make light of all the suffering other people had. And, and it, yeah. so it wasn't taking advantage of that. But uh, so fortunately, uh, me, my family uh, are, are doing really well. So, and yeah. I hope the same for you and, and a lot of the people that are listening. I'm happy to hear that, Ira. You know, and you know, a lot has changed, and it's been it's been VUCA level 
chaos. <laughs> for the last you know? for the yeah, last I, I've been writing about VUCA you, when you and I first uh, talked a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, the VUCA has been around for a while. I mean, mm. I, actually, in the 80s, it started. I, I forget the academic's name, but it was about an exercise about the, wor the world was going to look like. And then the, actually the U.S. Uh, work colleges the, uh, adopted it for training uh, about 30 some years ago and recognizing that we wouldn't necessarily be fighting uh, single countries or geographies or sovereign states that the even even the sovereign nations, the quote unquote sovereign nations we'd be fighting would be these aggregate groups of terrorists. Mm -hmm. um, they it might even be cyberspace, uh, cyber terrorism. And uh, just look at the week, you know, the events of the last few weeks. Um, that's what it is. I mean, there's not one distinct group. We can't target one group. It's not mm -hmm. one group of people. They don't all look like, act alike, and they they can be from anywhere around the world. So, you know, we, we anticipated that, but I'm not sure anybody anticipated that VUCA would happen overnight. Mm. <laughs> we anticipated it was coming, but it literally happened. And it didn't just happen. It wasn't that we were attacked like in 9-11 or another country was attacked. The world was attacked. I mean, mm. universally, globally, six billion people were impacted by the pandemic and it disrupted, mm. you know, it was volatile for those who aren't familiar with VUCA. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. We're still dealing with that every single day. And it's not an event that's going to go away. It's not, I think a lot of people thought, we can't wait for January 1st, 2021. And the, yeah. and the switch would be flipped and we'd go back to normal. We were going to, we were going to erase 2020 and we we're going to go back to the way it was in 2019. Not that everybody was in great shape in 2019 either, but relatively speaking, and uh, but this is this is our world. And, you know, so certainly we'll talk about that, what the future of work looks like or future of life looks like. Um, mm. It's we're going to be living in a VUCA world from this point forward. Mm. Mm. You know, you, you're touching on something, too, that I think a lot of organizations are not realizing uh, with this remote by default world that we're living in, which is that you can't operate the same. The, the same operating models that you had pre-2020 aren't going to survive in this new world. You know, I, I, I want to ask you, what is the precedent and the type of leadership that's necessary in a VUCA-like environment? That's a great question. Uh, and I'm going to go right to, I gave you a simple one-word answer, adaptability. Mm. adaptability. We, and, and adaptability is a skill. And I've dove, dove into this over the last few years because we talked about VUCA, we talked about leadership skills, we talked about digital skills. We talk about collaboration. We talk about critical thinking. We talk about all these skill sets. But the one skill that sort of encompasses it, we can't do any of that. Just because we learn uh, all those other skills doesn't mean that we're going to be able to respond to a VUCA environment. So adaptability uh, be, is really a, is not one specific skill. It's like, okay, how do I pass the test on, on adaptability? Where do I go to school to learn how to be adaptable? Adapt. There's a lot of research that's come out, uh, both neuroscience, social science, uh, and there are five. There are 15 dimensions. We won't go. We don't have time to go into all 15. But there's mm. five core abilities that individuals can work on, mm. and we hear these terms tossed out there every day. If you're in this mm. space, one is grit, resilience, 
hear a lot about resilience now that in mm. fact they saw that resilience was the was the word of the year last year mm -hmm. uh, resilience grit resilience mental flexibility growth mindset and unlearning not learning mm -hmm. we don't need to learn we need to learn new skills but we need to make room in our brains <laughs> to get rid of some of that we need to be able to unlearn what worked in the past but no longer works doesn't mm. mean we can forget it but we need to kind of push that to the side, take out the good parts, and then learn new ways. Maybe it's even just rearranging the toolbox. Maybe we had all those tools, but we used them one certain pattern, one certain way, and we need to learn it differently. So we've got grit, resilience, growth, um, growth mindset, mental flexibility, and unlearning. Those, what's good about that is each of those are individual skills that we can learn. And mm. by people learning those, we can become more adaptable because adaptability yeah. is absolutely what we're going to need. And, and I also want to make kind of a separation here. I, I'm working on a continuum. This is a work, literally a work in process. So you're, you're, you're seeing my wheels spin yeah. uh, as I'm doing this. And I'm working with a few people on this concept is a continuum because we hear these words like flexibility, agile, resilient, um, uh, and adaptable. And the reality is, is that if you are flexible or agile, agile is more organizational, flexible would be individual. Mm. You react to the change. It's mm. is we wait for the change to happen and then we sort of bend with it and we navigate and we dance and we, we sort of go with the flow. But mm. that's not necessary. But there's so much coming at us all the time. I'm not sure as human beings that we could react quick enough um, with, without some hardships. So there, that's a good survival coping technique, but in a VUCA world, I'm not, that's really not enough. And then mm -hmm. you go to the next stage. So not only are we going to have some setbacks, but we need to become resilient. So you move mm -hmm. on the continuum. We're moving from flexible to resilient and resilient is bouncing back. And I've got a, I, I actually have a, a keynote that I'm doing, and I just submitted it to a whole bunch of uh, places. And it's called Resilience is for Sissies. Wow. Talk to us a little bit about that. What does that mean? So on the continuum, again, resilience is like a weeble. What, mm. what, the, what resilience means is you bounce back. Mm. But we don't, we don't want to bounce back to the way it was. Because that also includes a world of social injustice and equities when mm. things aren't fair. We, we don't necessarily want to bounce back to 2019 or 2015 or 2010 or like some people want us to do is go back to the 1900s. Um, it, we're not a weeble. We, we want to bounce forward. So when we talk about flexibility, agility, resilience, those are all good survival coping skills. Another mm. term that's, is, that is used out there, Angela Duckworth has done tremendous amount of work, is grit. And grit is really about endurance. It's about perseverance. It's, it's literally the tanker go, breaking through that brick wall. It's like a SWAT. You, you see this all the time the, on, the, on the action movies. It's that tanker. It's that, it's, it's that vehicle that just busts through the walls and comes through unscathed. No matter what anybody fires at it, it's okay. But it hasn't improved. It's the same machine that it was prior. Now, think about what the next stage would be. If, mm. if, if bouncing back is, is for sissies, if resilience is for sissies, endurance means that you survive, but you haven't improved. 
the ideal world would be that we learn from our mistakes, mm. become more resilient. We, we learn how to bounce back faster, but we also learn how to grow and grow stronger. We come out of it, come out of it better than we did. There's a, a, a technique. Some people call this robustness. Um, there's uh, Nassim Tlaib who came up with the term black swan, mm -hmm. uh, financial guru. And the anti-fragile uh, organization. Yep. Yeah, he talks about anti-fragile. Mm. And anti-fragile is, imagine, for those who aren't familiar with it, imagine having that cup, a porcelain cup, and you drop it, and it shatters. That's wow. fragile. We don't, that's wow. not good. What resilience would be that it, it hits the ground, and either all the pieces come back together, or it just rebounds. It's like misshaped like a balloon. And then when you release the pressure, it goes back to its original shape. That's bouncing back. Endurance would be that it grows a little bit stronger. But what we want to do is we become anti-fragile. We want it to become that on every time it hits the ground, it doesn't shatter, it gets stronger. So imagine of any type of injury or anything that you have that could possibly break, but instead of breaking, every time it bounces, like a, a basketball, you bounce a basketball. It hits the ground. When it comes back, it's a stronger ball. It bounces again. It's a stronger ball. We need to learn how to continually grow. We need to grow stronger. We need to grow more resilient. We need to grow more endurance. Uh, and we need, in order to do that, we need to learn. So that grit, resilience, mental flexibility, mental flexibility, by the way, is how can there be two, two different things? How can I have two different thoughts in my head at the same time? And you say, no, this one's right. No, this one's right. And you go, there's parts of both of them that might be right and both wrong. And mm. it's a difference of, it's a listening. My analogy is listen to MSNBC and Fox News at exactly the same time. Wow. <laughs> and how, and you say, well, I, I don't like what they're saying. I don't like what they're saying. And the reality is there may be some truth to both of them. And depending on your biases. So we need to become better at juggling all this, this, um, this contradictory, hypocritical uh, information and saying, how do I make sense of that? And maybe that's a better term than mental flexibility. How, do you, how can we make sense out of that? Growth mindset is the opportunity that we're going to make mistakes. Nothing's going to be perfect. We're going to have to try things. There is no magic formula what, what the future of work is going to be like. If you follow this, if you follow my advice in this path, it's going to be perfect. No, it's not because the environment's going to change. There are things that are going to change. There are new technologies that are going to come out. People are going to react differently. Um, and then the unlearning part is is going to be super critical. We, we just have to unlearn. And I'm an older baby boomer, so I should be... <laughs> I should be fragile. I should be, hey, this is the way it's worked before. I've been through this. Or simply, I don't care. I'm not going to be on the planet long enough, you know, that, that much longer. Who gives a crap? Uh, mm. But that's not me. I mean, I most people are, are shocked um, at, at when I do tell them what my age is. Uh, mm. I just talked to somebody else who's, he, he's really, he's a futurist. I love, uh, his name is John Sinai. Uh, he's from South Africa. Just talked to John yesterday. And it's like, I can't believe you. You're talking like you're a millennial. And I go, well, that's why I got the millennial and the baby boomer body thing going on. Um, but there, and my mother's 97, by the way, and still wanting to learn. She still wants to learn how to do things. Uh, so there are people, you know, there's 25 year olds 
who are baby boomers, mm. and there's 70 year olds who are millennials or Gen yeah. Z. Uh, that's the world we we live in, and uh, that's that's really where we're going. I mean, VUCA number one, VUCA is going to be around. It's not going away. Yep. It's going to accelerate. We're going to get more VUCA than we ever did before, uh, and um, the pace and the and this, it's not only going to accelerate, but we're going to have to become better at adapting. So uh, to me, if anybody says, what's the one thing I should be working on? It's the, the get, get an adaptability diploma. Mm. <laughs> Great. Work on that. And that's, that's going to be a life long journey. It's, we're going to have to continue to learn how to, to adapt. And, and there, there's a lot of other factors, but that's, that's what I'm working on. That's my mission. And maybe that's why I had a good year last year. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, a great year last year, my friend, Ira, you know, and I think what's so powerful about what you're saying is this idea of can we create an, an adaptability degree quotient of some sort that, you know, maybe Coursera. <laughs> Coursera well, like, offers it. <laughs> well, you, but, well, that's, a, that's a little bit of a setup there, Tim. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but we actually have an adaptability quotient. It's Whoa. called AQAI. Um, it, it was, I did not develop it. Uh, I am partnered with a group in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, they've gone through four, now it's in the fifth year of research. Mm -hmm. They work with Singularity University, IBM. Wow. Uh, some recognizable names here. Singularity University, IBM, um, uh, United Nations, mm -hmm. uh, uh, HSBC Bank, and uh, a few others around the world. Uh, and a few uh, universities to validate the information. So they went in, they looked at, that's how they came up with those five abilities. And then there's a, there's a, an acronym, it's called ACE. So there's five abilities, character, things like um, hope and extroversion and thinking style and motivation, um, or per, and, and self-constraints, self-controls, self-control. Uh, character is the C, so it's A is, is ability, C is character, and then E is environment. Because mm. the environment we hang in, the company culture, the team support, our family, our friends, who do we hang with? If you mm. hang with people that say how bad the world is, it's horrible, and we shouldn't be doing this, um, we're not going to adapt. I mean, that's a negative influence. If you hang around people that are really positive, hopefully you, me, and, and other people like us, um, will say, wow. I mean, there, it, it, the world is not dystopic. We're not going to all lose our jobs. We're, it's not going to go away. It's not a horrible yeah. world. There's actually good things that are coming out of this. Uh, one of my questions that I asked on my podcast to people at the end of the year was, what's something you wanted to keep from last year? Mm. What's something you wanted to keep from the pandemic? And it was amazing. We got amazing stories. And it, it became anywhere from the flexibility, some of it was the working from home, but a lot of it was the transparency. We were able to see, we're, we're, you know, I assume you're working from your home. You're work, I, I've got a backdrop, but we're working from my home. Um, but, you know, my a, grand, a, grand, a kid can walk into the room, the cat can jump up on the desk. Um, and prior to that, it was like, oh, it's so embarrassing. And, yeah. you know, the boss might say, not we're our own bosses, but the boss might say, you know, you need to be professional. You need to close the door. Stop that phone. You shouldn't have any kids talking. Um, mm. You need to find the. If you can't do it, then you need to come back to work. Um, mm. because we need quiet. And then all of a sudden, it became acceptable. Oh, what's your cat's name? What's your dog name? The dog's barking in the background. The kids are walking into the room. Um, so it there was an authentic uh, authenticity and a transparency that evolved. 
and and it allowed us to become human. We we were mm-hmm. acting as robots going to work. Now mm-hmm. we're working from home, and we became more human. So general consensus was that hopefully will stick. And there's many, many other things. Uh, but, there, you know, there's a lot of good, you know, that's coming out of that. But, you know, ultimately, we, we need to the ace ability character and environment is what we've been working on. So the in the studies that were done through singularity, the universities uh, validated, uh, identified, what do we need to measure? And most importantly, it's not just, okay, here's an assessment. Now I know what my IQ is, my a, my EQ and my AQ. Um, it's not just a score you put up in a badge and go, hey, I passed. Uh, it's you need to apply it. And, and that's what the tool was designed to do is say, hey, if you're a little weak on resilience or grit, or maybe you're good, but your environment's bad, what do you need to do to change that mm. in order to become better at adaptability? There's no mm. score. But and it compared it to, you know, thousands of other people. Uh, so uh, good. Se- thanks for the, the, the segue. Uh, but there is an assessment. Um, and if anybody's interested, uh, you know, at the end, I'm sure you'll, you'll have my contact information. Just just Google Ira Wolf and, and it'll come up. But I've been writing a ton on it, um, doing a lot of interviews like this on it. And uh, we're going to have some instruct. Uh, actually, a course there will be an online course of things you can do. Uh, to help you improve uh, uh, each of these areas, uh, each of these segments. You know, Ira, can you please share your Twitter handle with our people? I am going to be adding here into the comments, but I also want to engage Mrs. Opio, Caroline, who is a huge advocate of what you're saying right now. She is telling you, man, look, I agree. Working from home has brought that our humanness out of our humanness, which is really important. She's also saying the millennial and baby boomer body. I like the analogy. <laughs> I love the analogy as well because you know I'm a. I feel as if I'm a Gen Zillennial. Um, I'm not just a, a millennial. I'm not just Gen Z. I'm a Gen Zillennial. And and for me, I think I'm also a baby boomer because I, I have friends who are baby boomers, and they right. tell me a lot about the world. It's not an age. It's a exactly. Mindset. It's a mindset shift. And there's some people who are literally baby boomers or Gen Xers who are living that millennial lifestyle. Yep. Oh, absolutely. For, for, you're absolutely correct. That, that's for sure. Again, it's a mindset. It's, it's the learning and unlearning and the flexibility and the growth and, and ability to make mistake. Um, most of my peers are when you're going to stop working, when you're going to quit. And I look at them and, you know, some are traveling. Well, they weren't traveling last year, but, you know, some are doing a lot of golfing. I got all the golf it, when I was in my 40s, I, I got as much golf as I wanted and realized I didn't even like the sport. It was just a diversion from another career I was in. <laughs> so I, it, was, it was a way to get out. Um, but again, I, I you know, I, I look, I, hopefully I've got many years left in this body and, um, because I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I, you know, I certainly don't like what's going on in Washington and around the states and in society. And then we certainly have a lot of challenges and with the climate. Um, but there's so much opportunity. There's so many good things uh, that are coming about. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about uh, if I can contribute with that. By the way, the group that I'm associated with, just to give, because there is, the VOOC is scary. There's no, you know, my tagline on, for anybody who wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, my tagline um, is I'm terrified and fascinated by VUCA, mm. you know, by, by exponential change. Because it is, it is terrifying. If you're not terrified, you're, you know, you're, that's just being naive. Um, but it's also fascinating. 
And, mm-hmm. and again, it's being able to get that balance to, to have a, uh, a healthy degree of skepticism and optimism at the same time, balancing those two ideas in your head. Uh, and that's what I look forward uh, to be able to do. By the way, you asked me long way around there. My my Twitter handle is at higher authority. Uh, H-I-R-E. Not <laughs> I, I won't be so grand to, to say the H-I, a higher authority, but it's H-I-R-E authority. Dude, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's so clever. Please follow Mr. Higher Authority on Twitter, Ira Wolf, the yeah, man himself. Yeah. <laughs> and also, shout out to Mr. Devon, who is an Oakland Knight. Much love to Oakland. We'll be back there pretty soon. Right now, showing love to the beautiful Everything is Big in Texas on the Midwest Coast. But Oakland, forever home, forever we love Oakland. Devin, Mr. Mason is saying, and by the way, Devon, I'm sorry if, if it's Devin or Devon, I'm sorry if I, I'm mispronouncing it. You know, my apologies. Please let me know how to pronounce it in the comments. Bounce back better. Roaring towards, roaring towards, well, interesting now. That the service industry dominates GDP, infrastructure, social equality, decentralizing of remote work infrastructure, and all of these things, and climate change. You know, Ira, do you have any thoughts on some of these trend points that Mr. Mason is pointing out? That are they are they are you thinking they're all complementing this buccal like environment that we're not seeing? Well, they need to. I mean, they're not isolated. And, and again, thank you, uh, Devin or Devon, uh, for that point. I, I think you're absolutely right. We we need to bounce back better. We just don't want to go back. And that's why I don't like that's why I said resilience is for sissies. Um, we don't want to just go back and, and, and sort of accept and then respond to it. We have an opportunity to improve things. Social equality or inequality uh, has been with us for a long time, and it basically got we ignored. I, I lived, I literally lived through the '60s, um, so we didn't always, you know, that always gets associated with the Vietnam War. Uh, but the reality is, is that there was a lot of injustice, uh, there was a lot of uh, racial inequality, and we, you know, a lot of people assumed that's the, with the civil rights legislation that oh, it got better, but there's still gaps. There's there's gender gaps. There's race gaps. Mm-hmm. There's ethnicity gaps. Um, just look at the last few years with immigration, a lot of bias and discrimination. We never really handled that. And I think that's coming to roost with, with a lot of the things that we're seeing now uh, with the rioting in the streets, rioting in the Capitol. Uh, there's a lot of education uh, was not up there. Uh, with Devon did not include that. Our education system needs to be completely reworked. It's certainly not fair. Um, there, there's opportunity. It's good for some people. It's horrible for other people. I don't know what this current statistics is. Um, but a few years ago, uh, in one of the books, I, I, I wrote a chapter on it. Um, there, there's dropout factories. There's literally, there were 2000, more than 2000 high schools in this country, in the United States that had graduation rates or dropout rates higher than graduation rates. Mm. That's absurd. Two thousand schools, and these were large. A lot of them were inner, you know, the center city, the inner city schools. Um, just absurd that in you know, uh, kind of the what what we thought was one of the wealthiest, most democratic countries in the world um, had dropout factory. Literally, they called them dropout factories. They were producing more dropouts than they were graduates, and even the graduates mm. who came out didn't have a good education. Uh, but that goes all the way through, you know, colleges uh, as well. There's a lot of people who had degrees that weren't very educated. I don't mean that they're not smart, but the education that they received didn't really prepare them for life. Uh, mm. 
So um, again, social inequality, I think in the workplace, uh, you're seeing a lot of that, a lot of discussions on diversity. Diversity is just numbers. Diversity is quotas. Um, but we need we need not only inclusion, we need to pe people need to feel that they've been accepted, that they're part, that we're one big community. But we need to have equity. So, you know, fortunately, this is something that hopefully came out of last year, not with the pandemic, but with Black Lives Matter and, and some of the other areas, is that people are treated fairly. If, if you have a black, a white, if you have a Jew and a Christian and a Muslim, whatever, whatever diversity, you have a male and a female, you have a young and an old, and within a workforce, that they all have the same opportunity for training. They have the same opportunity once they go through training that on the other side of the training, that they have equal opportunity to, to get another job or get promoted within the company, that they have, that people are paid equally for mm. doing the same things. This is hopefully that that is coming to fruition. And because of technology, we blame technology for causing this, but because of technology, a lot of that can now be measured where it's not subjective. It's not a bunch of people sitting around the table and go, well, we try to give people, forget the trying, you can document that. You People, we have the data, HR has the data of when was somebody hired? How long did it take them to get a promotion? How long did it take them to get a raise? Were they accepted? You know, are, are minorities uh, applying for different jobs? If not, why not? Um, and people, you know, it was always, well, they didn't have the education. Well, that's not true. When people started looking at the data, when people started looking at, at the analytics, then the future of work changed because all of a sudden you looked around the room and you saw you saw diversity, but it wasn't just that, oh, we filled that slot. You know, we, we have our five whites and two blacks and one Indian and and, and an equal distribution of male and female. Yeah. Um, the reality is, is everybody had an equal opportunity to grow. Now, if people mm -hmm. opted not to, then maybe you either hired the wrong person or it's or the culture still suppressing that. But mm. because of technology, we're now able to quickly and almost on the fly recognize what some of those inequalities are, mm. start removing the bias, being careful as humans that we're evaluating is there still bias because the technology still has that in it. Uh, but what can we do? So I, you know, I think uh, the comment about social justice goes way beyond um, uh, uh, way beyond just society. Uh, it, it's going to go into the workforce. Um, and we need to do that. We, we need, we need to, the baby boomers are eventually, I mean, a lot of us are still working, but eventually we're not, we may not even be yeah. on the, we may not even be breathing. So we're not going to be around. So we need to start get, making sure that everyone is prepared. And, and certainly the world that uh, millennial, younger millennials and, and Gen Z uh, and now Generation Alpha or whatever the next generation is. the, the <laughs> Yeah. Um, whatever that generation is, uh, that they 
they come, they have an opportunity to kind of reshape the world. And we've got climate change issues. We've got infrastructure issues. We've got education issues. Um, and, you know, we got to start behaving as, as not as one, um, because that means everybody's going to be a clone. Uh, yeah. But we need to, we, we need to take this opportunity to step back and mm -hmm. really in, in, embrace everybody and, and, you know, put the H back in humanity. Oh man, thank you so much, Ira, um, Mr. Wolf, for, for really coming on and blessing us. No, and really, you know, please check out Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. Yeah. It's Mr. Wolf's latest, latest, latest book. Yeah. Ira has been killing it. Um, and, and and you know, I'm just really excited to to have him on the show. And you know, Devin has been saying correlation between socioeconomic inequality and racial inequality is shocking. Uh, Loretta's asking, they are not dropouts, our youth are being pushed out and purposely excluded. Uh, Nicole is saying resilience is for sissies. She's still in that one, Ira. I think <laughs> Mark good. That. good. That was sort of a test to see if people resonated with that. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm glad to see that that uh, kicked in there. Hey, and just one other thing for, for anybody on the call or listening who is not a recruiter, you're not in HR, you may not even be looking for a job. The mm -hmm. first, this is really two books in one. The first mm -hmm. 130 pages has nothing at all to do with recruitment. I wrote mm -hmm. basically the book. It's about VUCA. It's about change. I talk about autonomous vehicles. I talk about how uh, communities are going to be disrupted. I talk about skills, uh, what we're going to need to work. It really was about the future. And mm -hmm. then I said, well, who's the book for? And I ended up writing another half of the book, a second half of the book, which was about how how companies are going to have to find people in this new world. So mm. if you're not interested in the recruitment aspect, you're still going to get a good book because it's the first 130 pages happens to be about VUCA, about change, mm. about exponential change, about the world we're going to live in. And uh, it, it's relatable to anybody. So it's not it's not just an HR book. Wow. No, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. Shout out to Mr. Ira, you know, Devin is saying, thank you, Ira. He's so excited, man. He's so appreciative of what thank you're you. doing. Ira, so what's next, man? Where, what, what's, what are you doing next? Because you're always making moves. You know, where, <laughs> where can people find you and what are you going to be creating next so um, our people can follow up, our community can follow up? So I sort of got these two worlds. I got one foot in the HR world and, uh, you know, working on, I actually have an online course on how companies can improve their candidate experience. How mm. do they treat people looking for jobs better? I mean, it's 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 a horrible process that people need to go through. So that's one area. But in the other, on a bigger scale, really, really working on the adaptability. I I, mm. I, I, I can't remember if it was a thought I had. Uh, excuse me, maybe a senior moment, uh, or or I just for, or or I actually said this. Um, but the mission behind the adaptability, the adaptability quotient, the mission is to ensure that a hundred million people are not left behind. Mm. This all the change that we have, and whether it's as as we were talking about before, whether it's the inequalities, the education, uh, the biases, the prejudice, or whether it's just because change happened even to the best of people, educated people, and they're not prepared for it, they're not ready to move on. Uh, one of the things there's going to be a lot of people left behind. So one of our goals is that is to give people the skills through adaptability, so that they that that at least a hundred million people are not left behind. So. That's what I'm working. Ultimately, that's 
my my mission. That's what I'm working on. I you know I I'm, I can't do it alone. I, there's a community of people that I've become involved with, and uh, anybody who's interested in in uh, learning more about that, just follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, every day you'll probably see a couple pieces about there. I do a lot of interviews. I, I write a lot. I do. I create videos. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just sharing what I know and, and hopefully the message will get out. And thank you, uh, Tim, for allowing me this opportunity to be able to do that. Of course, man. You know, follow High Authority on Twitter. High Authority on Twitter. That is Mr. Ira Wolf. You know, Ira, please come back on the show, man. We would be incredibly Anytime. blessed and, and grateful to have you Anytime. back. Especially um, as you continue doing a lot of the things that you're doing, man, because I think with uh, what you're doing as far as helping people develop that quotient, that's there's a lot of humanitarian uh, humanitarianism in that. And because fundamentally, I think we need a more adaptive world. Uh, We need people who are fundamentally understanding that, you know, life is flow and you have to start creating that career portfolio. Um, no matter if you're a Gen X or a baby boomer or you're working in recruiting, you fundamentally have to start thinking of how do you thrive in a VUCA environment? And it really begins with adaptability. So thank you so much. Caroline is going to get the last word today. She's saying the mission, 100 million people are not left out. I'm all for that. Well done, Ira. Much join love. The, join the group. Yeah. And uh, I've got a community, Googleization Nation. So if you go to googleizationnation.com, you can join that. You'll get updates. Uh, we'll be doing webinars and live events, and and uh, you'll uh, get updates on my podcast as well, which is Geeks, Skeezers, and Googleization. Woo! And I am putting I am putting Ira's website on the comments. Join the nation. <laughs> join the nation, Ira. It was such it was it was it was love and abundance having you. Thank you so much, man. Looking forward to having you in the future. Hey, thanks very much. Good luck, everyone. And please stay safe. We'll get out of this. Take care. Stay safe. Stay stay in button. Talk soon, Ira. <laughs> Woo! And that was the man, Ira Wolf himself. Man, isn't he just a, a ball of energy and wisdom? Shout out to Caroline. Shout out to Loretta. Shout out to Devon. Shout out to David. Shout out to Nicole. Everyone that's tuned in. Shout out to the homie Yanis who is tuning in. We usually have people from all over the world, from UK to Nigeria to the entire ecosystem that is Oakland <laughs> out following us and listening to our movement. Please make sure you check out bigblacktea.com. Get our latest new brand. Check it out, bigblacktea.com. It's going crazy. We're seeing incredible sales of our tea. It's been a sellout of success. In addition to that, make sure you get on the wait list for Guide. Guide, we are booming. We have been booming for a year and 11 months now, moving and creating momentum in the marketplace. And fundamentally, you know, we are delivering fulfillment to humanity and we're creating the next generation of experiences that are going to change the world and continue to change the world. So definitely make sure you definitely get on guides, wait list, and fundamentally get you some tea, some big black tea. With that said, Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. Devin, thank you for so much for do- joining us, man. Stay good. Stay Oakland. And much love to the entire Oak City. Much love to Austin, Texas. Much love to the world, baby. Stay abundant, y'all. Already, you know, one more thing. I have a request. Now, we have, as you all can hear, the smooth occasion experience playing in the background. I want you all to show love to the Smoothication Experience team. This team has created an amazing playlist for us called Big Black Tea Harmony Blend Volume 1, in addition to Big Black Tea Zen Playlist Volume 1, 
And you can find their playlist on Spotify. In addition to, if you check out John Krasicki on LinkedIn, you can find him. These guys are, they're doing amazing things in terms of recording, mixing, mastering playlists for big brands such as Guide, Big Black Tea, you name it. They're doing crazy, crazy things. And I told, I promised them we're going to show them as much love as possible because they created the most amazing, smoothest playlist for our show, God Live, the B2B Jam Session. So much love to the team. They are killing it right now. And I'm so appreciative of them. Make sure you check them out on Spotify. John Krasicki, Robert Fleischman, they're killing it. They're killing it. Check them out. And I'll put a link in the comments. With that said, y'all, Zen out, jazz out. And I'm going to be playing some Big Black Tea, the Zen playlist, volume one, so you all can ride out to Ride out to it. All right, y'all. Talk soon. Stay abundant.
Sexually 